Sammy Hardon. And this is Jay Jovi. Thursday the 18th of June, it's our Stock Aitken and Waterman show. With some very special guests, including... Hi, I'm Hazel Dean. This is Pete Mixmaster Hammond, and you're listening to the 80s Montage Podcast. It's better the devil you know. With the 80s Montage SAW show. Woohoo! This is the 80s montage. And we're in tune tonight because we're back together. Oh, the, the restrictions are lifted just slightly, enough to let me back uh, back yeah. in the band room. Yes. Have a, a few um, glasses of champers and a few nibblies. We've had a few strawberries. A few laughs and a couple of film clips. And... Oh, <laughs> God, we've had a look at some videos. But Jay's over here tonight because he's going to be interviewing Pete. Hammond, Pete very Hammond soon. from Stock Haken and Waterman. I'm so excited. For our show on no. the 18th of June. I can't wait. Can't mm. wait. Which will be very, very good because there's stuff we, we do and we don't know about Pete. Yeah. And, and, and Stock Haken and Waterman. And just sort of, uh, this guy this guy mixed all of those incredible Stock Haken and Waterman hits. Yeah. You know, like the sound of the songs, yeah. like all the big thumping sort of high-energy dance tracks that yeah. Stock Aitken and Waterman That's are known right. for, yeah. Pete made them, you know. So it's like a dream come true to be able to talk mm. to him. Yeah, I'm really excited. So today's show is Top 20 Albums. That's right. We're Woo-hoo. doing the second part of our countdown. Yeah. We did 40 to 21 the other week and 20 down to number one this week. Absolutely. So we've done the 21 True Blue by Madonna. Mm-hmm. So now we're up to number 20. We're not as drunk as we were. We, oh, my God. When we did the last countdown, oh, I can't we? even imagine what I said <laughs> on the last show. You were drinking oyster balls Was or something. I? <laughs> yeah. Remember? <laughs> oyster balls. I can't read when I'm drunk. I've got to take it easy because I'm I've, um, driving now. Yeah, I'm driving yeah. tonight. So, I've, yeah, gotta I mean, got to be good. Especially when we've got to do interviews and stuff, we've got to come out here because we've got to record it in the studio. Yeah, yeah. But it's been pretty good. We've gotten by pretty well. Yeah. And people have loved the episodes. Mm, that's right. All the episodes. I'll tell you which one's still kicking ass. Um, 
the duds and failures. Yeah, interesting, yeah. hey, because that one was sort of that one was slightly outside of what we normally yeah. do, but we did it because we thought, fuck, we're gonna have to diversify and just like go in different directions. Absolutely, and, and the cover one's going through the roof. Is that right? And yeah. Tears for Fears is very quick to come up to that as well. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. We've got some new fans coming on board and some new subscriptions and people that are reviewing, but don't forget to review. That would be awesome. Yeah, and what I'm loving is um, our fans out there who are chatting to each other via our social media as well. Yes. Yeah. like Very sort of, talkative, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, I love that. So, mm. you know, they're, a little community is forming. It's awesome. We've got some uh, diehard fans now and they're, they're um, you know, chatting chatting via us online, which is and, great. And what are we drinking tonight, JB? What have you brought over? Oh, I did nothing, nothing of, It's nice. You know, yeah, it's an Aussie one. It's uh, Yarra Burn or something cheap like oh, that. Oh no, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, and, that's and, right. And now I won't be drinking the whole bottle on my own, which will be good. <laughs> so we just heard Danger Zone at the start of the show. Yes, yeah. Do you love Danger Zone? Yeah, I did love this film. As, yeah. you, as you may remember, I lost my virginity watching this film. Oh yeah, what about the song? Yeah, I, I cranked it up yeah. to the rhythm. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of people attempt to sing this in cover bands and they don't quite get there because Kenny Loggins <laughs> was a very underrated. <laughs> oh, no, this is going back to school concerts and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, very underrated vocalist, Kenny Loggins, mm. had a very big range. Yeah. You know, Um Interestingly enough, and and he looked like Jesus. He did. He looked like, like, like modern Jesus like a, Christ. You know, like the, the guy the, from Family Ties, the, the American father. version <laughs> of Jesus. You know, not not yeah. what he actually looked like. Yeah. but, You know, the the kind of white version. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. So number twenty. Here we go. Number twenty. Counting down. Top Gun soundtrack. Ta- Top Gun is number Would twenty. Would you have believed that? Yeah. Yeah, right. I would actually. It was massive. It was mm. absolutely huge. Yep. Yeah, really huge. And it was um one of those one of those soundtracks that a lot of the tracks were uh recorded for this soundtrack, you know, yeah, like that's in and around. That right. it wasn't sort of um like a jukebox soundtrack where it just sort of picked old already proven songs. They were taking um they were contacting artists and and sort of commissioning them to write stuff for the soundtrack. And was, was it uh, – Giorgio Moroder wrote this song for Berlin? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or did someone else get offered it and So you're talking about – Take My Breath Away. You're talking about Take My Breath Away Because this is now. their most commercial sort of track. Berlin. Yeah. And it was um, not what Berlin normally did, no. was it? No. 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 They were very different. They had that song Sex, remember? Yeah. Sex. She loved taking her clothes off. Yes. But I think she was – I mean, I love her hair in this video because it was the blonde with the black at the end. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the first time he really saw her do that. Yeah. And then it was her look from then on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the film clip to Take My Breath Away. I Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was – yeah, this was the – Take My Breath Away was the actual song that I uh, lost my virginity to. So, yeah, right. Yeah. How romantic! I couldn't tell you what I did. I know. And and the actual when they were that when they when they were making the film, the sex scenes were part of reshoots that they did. So they made the film, had a look look at it, and they wanted to make more of their relationship. 
Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis, their yep. characters. And so they got them in basically, like once they had this song, they got them in to do that amazing um, uh, sex scene, which was in silhouette sort of uh, in front of the blinds, remember? Yeah. And the light coming through the blinds. Oh, yeah, and Tom, absolutely. They, they were pashing, they were, they were tongue kissing. Yeah. You know, you didn't you didn't see um you didn't see actors using their tongue. You know, they were doing stage kisses where you don't use your tongue. Yeah. Um, but these guys were really going for it. And um yeah, it's <laughs> they interesting. Would have loved that, that. Interesting that uh she's a lesbian gay. now, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nine million six hundred thousand copies of this. Wow. Nine million gets up there, released on May nineteen eighty six. Right. There you go. So there you go. Every little boy brought this record. Absolutely. It was exciting. Did a lot for the Air Force. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pilots loved that shit. Everybody wanted to be that cool. Um, the sequel is about to come out. It's got really? Tom Cruise in it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called Top Gun Maverick. Ah. Navy. Sorry, Navy. They were <laughs> – the American Air Force, the American forces are slightly different to the Australian ones. Yeah. And they have um, their, their Navy their navy branch um, incorporates planes. Um, planes. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So there you go. But, um, um, yeah, so the sequel I think is called Top Gun Maverick. Um, and, and I believe Tom Cruise – Tom Cruise has sort of, you know, graduated a little bit and he's more of a – remember Tom Skerritt in the original, how he's like a bit of a a general, like he's a kind of – Yeah. Yeah. So Tom the Cruise has become dude? like – Yes. Yeah. Right. Tom Cruise has become that now. Right. Um, I'm not sure if Val Kilmer makes it an appearance because poor old Val Kilmer's doing it tough at the moment. What, too much plastic surgery? No, baby. He's, he had a um, – he had a tracheotomy because he's got throat cancer. Oh, damn. So he's got one of those machines where, you know, just oh, the milk no. and bread, please. You know, oh, like they just... can't have him in it. No, not doing too that. Star Wars-y. Oh, no. <laughs> it's way too R2-D2. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, yeah. I th- oh, see? Oh, Look, that's wow. him. Wow. Yeah. Wow, he looks completely different. Look, he he's very, very eccentric. Even when he was young, he was very eccentric. Eccentric, all um, right. Look at the colours of those clothing. There is, there is, um, the the main rumour about Val Kilmer is that when he was, you know, when he was filming um, the Doors movie, that he did too many drugs because he was sort of uh, going completely method. Okay. Fried the upstairs a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. So, Top Gun. Number 20. How do you reckon it'll go, the new Top Gun, out of... Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because, yeah. Have we all outgrown it, though, or do you think there'll be enough new kids to come up and oldies to go and see it? You know what? When we come out of this fucking lockdown and cinemas are open again, I think people will be going to watch fucking anything. Even Australian movies. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 good too because like the um, the dramatic industries have really fucking taken a thumping. So um, yeah, I'm really feeling for all my brothers and sisters out there who are who are doing it tough in Absolutely. ISO. Absolutely. So let's keep moving. Mm. What have we got? Number nineteen, Van Halen with 1984. So 1984 was the album with the little cherub on the front with the 
packets of ciggies in front of him. Remember? Oh, cute. Yeah, a couple of little – and he's having a durry too. And they're not whinges like fucking tears for fears. No, they're not. No, they're not. Put I a kid on their fucking album cover for what reason? So this was like the big Van Halen 80s album, this one. This has got uh, track listing, um, 1984, Jump, yep. Panama, Top Jimmy, Drop Dead Legs, Hot for Teacher, Oh Wait, Girl Gone Bad and House of Pain. Good album. Yeah. And you know, the total album length only goes for half an hour. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They didn't have to be particularly long in the 80s, didn't they, albums? No. It was, like it was about 30 minutes, 40 minutes, I think. Yeah. That was yeah. norm. Yeah. But um, how many did we sell of this album? So this one didn't do too badly. This was um, 10 million, 100,000 wow. units. Wow. And it released in January. Um, David Lee Roth, of course, singing um, singing around this stage with yeah. Van Halen. Mm. See, I'm a, I'm a Van... Like, I'm a Van Halen fan. Yeah. But people... Oh, I'm a bit of a Van Hagar fan as well. Yeah, I am I love Hagar. Well. I am more oh, as well. And that's who you named me after, Van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sammy Hardon was meant to be a piss take of Hagar. Yeah, Hager. Sammy Hagar. 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 <laughs> Not Hagar, sorry. Hagar. How you uh, going? How you going? Good well, on, Well, that's Van a good Halen. album and we have a lot of friends that love that. We do jump in Rewind, Rewind 80s. 80s when Maddie is at the gig. So those people sort of joining us like, you know, and haven't listened to previous episodes, Sammy and I sing in an 80s tribute show um, and have done them for many years. Um, and um, it's called Rewind 80s all around Melbourne and around the world um, when, we, when we are able to get out and start gigging again when the, uh, when the venues are open again. I'm going to leave you do this album. As well. I love this one. <laughs> Number 18. Is Whitney Houston with Whitney? Good on you, Whitney. Good old Whitney. Oh, what a gorgeous chick. She is. Holy she shit. Was. She the is. poor old thing. Fucking hell, mate. There's some dodgy Tully movies going around about Whitney, isn't there? Like movies and shit. Yeah, there's a couple with of B-grade docos. Actors and it's a couple of docos. Docos and a are okay. Of, yeah. It's the movies, though. Yeah. That you yeah. get on. I think it might have been Netflix. There was some shit. B grade, yeah. Whitney Bobby Brown thing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so this album, Whitney, sold 10 million units, 800,000 800, units. It was released in May 87. Number one track, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Good outfit in that video. Yes. Very good outfit with the long blonde hair. Yes. And the tutu. She had the little sort of clipping extension yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, she looked amazing. She went blonde. She's a gorgeous chick. And I mean, she wasn't the greatest dancer in the world. She wasn't, no. But she did give it a go in this one. Yeah. I was always worried about Bobby Christine missing out on the singing and the dancing and not coming out with much at all. And the looks. That's right. Poor Christine. I mean, look. The whole thing is terribly tragic. The whole tragic. story is a fucking nightmare. Terribly tragic. Can you remember like, Bobby Brown's alive now and remarried, I believe? Because he, um, he went on Tyler Henry's show. Do you know Tyler Henry? No, he's a he's, talk show. Nah, Tyler Henry is the kid, he's about 21 and he does all the death readings, all the 
He's oh, a, really? Yeah, really cute little kid. I love him. Oh. And Bobby Brown was one of his clients. And because <laughs> Tyler's only 21, he doesn't know who the fuck anyone is. Yeah. So he gets in with Bobby Brown and Bobby Brown's like, hey, man. And Whitney and Christine come Contact through him. for Back Bobby. Off. And Bobby's crying. And then he triggers that because he knew Bobby more, yeah. I think, and he triggers that it's Whitney and Bobby that are the relatives. And oh. he just can't believe it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I think Whitney's brother has a lot to answer for, though. Oh, that guy. Yeah, little I love him. I yeah. fucking love him, Tyler Henry. Is he Australian? No, no American. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. He drives around. His mum drives him around to the client's house. But because he's, like, young, mm. they might rock up to, I don't know, fucking anyone's house and he doesn't know who they are. You know? Right, okay. Well, that's... Um, so that's, he becomes good, a medium. Yeah. yeah. But the Bobby Brown one with Tyler Henry is actually really interesting. Yeah. Because people think this stuff stage, I actually think he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. It's interesting when they're young yeah. mediums because it's he's like... so young. Right, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like they haven't had time to... Like, if, especially if they don't know the clients and stuff like that. They don't. They don't know the history, so they're just sort of going in cold. Like, um, the only client he'll know will be RuPaul or someone. RuPaul, you know? yeah. Ru- yeah. RuPaul. Yeah. And, and uh, he'll get so excited about that. But oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Interesting. So, anyway, I don't know how we got onto that. Uh. But this album, I don't even think, I think I brought this on tape. I was give when I first... <laughs> When I first was given a Walkman, which my family soon regretted because <laughs> I couldn't hear myself singing and I was like singing at the top of my fucking lungs yeah. with the with the Walkman. And Eddie they were Murphy the little ones. It. They were the little ones that went over your ear yes. with like a, a, a bit of metal going across the top. Yeah. And then it was a yellow Sony Walkman and um, um, the very first song on the compilation album was this I want to dance with somebody wow. and I must have li- I must have listened to this and rewound it oh, I'm a bit of a cre- I've always been like a bit obsessive and a creature of habit yeah. so rather than listen to the entire album I loved the first one and I would have listened to that song 50 times before I then went to listen to the rest of the album isn't yeah. that a psycho in yeah the no my old man did that too he'd get yeah. physical by Olivia Newton-John and play it Fucking for, for hours. Really? Hours on end. Wow. You know, I thought I had a gay father there for a while, <laughs> but it wasn't to be. Oh, but, um, God. yeah, I, I, anything we brought, he did the same thing. And yeah. he's an Aquarian. It could just be an Aquarian yeah. thing where you've just got to really feel that same feeling over and over and over again to understand it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bit nuts because you sort of, you, you try to chase the same, um, um, you try to recreate that first time, yeah. that first sensation over and over again, which yeah. is like is a bit of a dangerous trait sometimes. Yeah, you know. So um, yeah, that's interesting. But I loved um, I loved this album. Um, so what other track grew on you after you had your little Walkman episode? Um, of of hers, yeah, of like Whitney's. What, yeah, what were the other songs that like? All you right, loved? so was, didn't didn't we almost have it all on this one? Or was that another um, album? No, it was the yeah. Did we always have it all? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So emotional. It was so emotional. Oh, great yeah. track. I 
Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. staccato vocal. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think this was the first album, first album where um, the the black community, the, Af- the African American community, turned their back on her. A, a, I think a bit you're correct because it in sounded like a, a, white a white pop album, yes. not a kind of um, yes. uh, you know African American roots based um, sound. Yeah. That's it was, right. It was a very waspy sound. It wasn't sound. Soul Train, was it? No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I do remember vaguely. I think that might have been on a movie I watched or something. Yeah. Um, my name is not Susan. What album is that from? Because I love that Whitney. My name is not Susan. I, I think it was albums way after. Yeah, I don't think it was this. Yeah, I love that track too. Yeah. But th- I think that was more nineties. This was actually produced by uh, Jellybean Benitez. He was one of the producers. Wow. Yeah. Ah. What about Michael Narrator Walden? Did he do this as yes, well? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. My dance teacher. Son- Sonali, her name was, danced on Hey Hate Saturday with Michael Narrator Walden. He had his own track and it's a one dick wonder and it's called (laughs) Divine Emotions. Ah. When you smile. It was called a Divine Emotions. Yeah. So I went out and bought that track because my dance teacher was dancing behind him. Oh, wow. And I should put that up. It oh, was the most cool. exciting time. Yeah. When you see your teachers on TV, Fuck you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That was really exciting. It's like I'll listen next week. And oh, yeah, and it was yeah. a good track. Yeah. Um, so so um, this also had, you know, where do broken hearts <laughs> yeah, go? Yeah. And the the – the thing that I love about tracks like um, Oh, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. Anybody could have sung that. Any, that could have been given to any pop artist of the time. Absolutely. But I, what I'm saying is it wasn't an overly musically difficult song. And it's not a huge vocal for her either. No, it's not. Yeah, but what right. she does within that kind of easy range is yeah. just incredible. Well, this is where we see her get a little bit slutty. Yeah. She's gone from her a few stolen moments yeah. in a fucking cafe yeah. talking to whoever, mm. Billy Joel or whoever's in the fucking audience because yeah. he was always at a fucking cafe, Yeah, into I'm going to wear a short skirt and because even how will I know she got a little bit sluttier but she sort of didn't look slutty. Yeah, no, that's right. Where this she's really going, who wants to root me? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great album. Loved it. Um, I'm not sure if this went to number one in Australia, but but um, most certainly, um, yeah. So what's next? Have a crack. What Ca- have you got? Oh, God. Can't slow down Lionel Richie. Hey. I live this fucking album. I love it. Yeah. My mum brought this. We've yeah. spoken about my parents being of the black artist and loving them. That's right. I... Loved Hello, Hello. Oh, yeah. Which fucking what's her name? Skinny. Yeah. Call her Skinny now. She's not fat. Adele ripped off, I reckon. Ah, uh, yes. Right? Fucking yeah. all of a sudden she's on the phone. Hello, fucking yeah. <laughs> Must have pulled that out of your old fucking LP. Thing. <laughs> um, can't slow down. Lionel Richie. 10,900,000 copies, October 1983. So I'm 13 and I've fallen in love with... I wasn't big on All Night Long, though. Didn't like it. Weren't you? Why? No, it was just a bit fucking play school A bit or sort of Calypso. A bit and Calypso. A bit, yeah. Everyone played it. But Running With The Night, 
is my all-time favourite track on this album because I could do my star jumps and my big dramatic dancing <laughs> in the lounge room to the to the record player. Oh, my God. So my mum would go up the street for cigarettes. Darling, I'm just going around to get some cigarettes. You'll be right, sweetie, because I was 13. I was sort of allowed at home. I'd fucking boost the record player up and oh, just put it on this great. song and start dancing and do these big bloody Bartuccio moves. Because you'd have to steal your moments, wouldn't you? you when had you're a, to. When you're a sort of budding singer, you yeah. would have to. Um, and look, it's all kids, really. Like all kids, when you when you're growing up, you have these fantasies of being a rock star and mm, stuff. Mm. And you and I went on to and do it. And how many kids do you reckon <laughs> have those that now, though? The industry doesn't really. Make it that exciting anymore? No, no, it, no. It's sort of because um, even yeah, you teach them and you go, "What do you want to do with their love?" They go, "Oh, I want to be a YouTuber." It's like, oh, what for the fuck? Sake. Like we always they want to be, be famous creative. for the sake of being famous, which is the whole fucking problem, yeah, you know? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So, "Can't Slow Down" was a fucking great song. I reckon I've sung all night long, though, a trillion times in a Jewish reception band that I was in. Yeah. Did you have those BVs on track or did you have no. other band members? Oh, in? no. Havana oh, Moon. No. Nah, Havana oh, Moon no. were nothing like anything I've ever done. Yeah, right. Because unfortunately when you're kids and you're in a band, it doesn't really matter how bad you sound as long as you're Jewish. Yeah, right, right, and right. And you're doing a Jewish function, you know. Cool. Um, but we just did three-part harmonies. Yeah, uh, and then we cut out the. Mom, oh no, we did it. And that was my. Yeah, we just made it up. And um, <laughs> why doesn't that surprise? Exactly me? right. We just made it up. Um, but there were harder songs with, than that that we yeah. did that sounded shit ass. But we got by because it was a bar mitzvah, a kids party. So they still want to hear Greece in 2011. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, AS17, one of the best albums, I think, Lionel Richie. Yeah. What's right, next? We're going, you do it? Oh, you better do this one. Ah, uh, yeah. So sort of going back in time for this artist, but it was a slightly bigger selling album, was Madge again, Madonna, the Queen with Like a Virgin. Like a Virgin sold 10,900,000 units. Released in November 84. Tracks, of course. I think the first single was Like a Virgin. Yeah, it was. Uh, Material Girl. Angel, which was a B-side. Angel was, was the B-side side to get into the groove. Right. So not really anything to do with this song. But it's still with charted. this album. It's still charted. It, do, it did, but Get Into The Groove comes out after this. Yeah. And then we see Angel chart. Right. I think it was Angel Get Into The Groove. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Because it was a really bizarre coupling. Mm. But we loved it because um, getting to the groove we had never heard of. They, that yeah. wasn't really on a record except for the yeah. album sound. Yeah, yeah. Desperately Seeking Soundtrack. Yeah. She also had Over and Over, Love Don't Live Here Anymore, yeah. Dress You Up, which is probably my favourite Madonna song from that era. Yep, yep, yep. Great video too. Shooby Doo. Pretender and That's right. Uh, personnel on the album, of course, Nile Rogers from mm -hmm. Chic. That's why it sounds so fucking awesome. This is where we see the Nile Rogers attack. Yeah. 
Noel, Noel Rogers' um, career um, as a producer is incredible. Yeah. I mean, he, I remember watching a, um, a doco about Nile and how uh, going through that whole disco is dead period where it just, there, um, there was, there, it was like a, a, a switch flicked, you know? A, a, a switch flicked. Switch flicked? Switch flicker? Yeah. No. You know, like, like there was a, yeah, there was like a, a, a change like that. I thought I was saying something filthy because I, yeah. I was getting distracted. A but light switch is filthy. Is it? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> Light switch. Oh, my God. Anyway, I love it, though. Anyway, um, all of a sudden disco became a dirty word. Yeah. And it, it's like sort of Nile and his career with chic ended like yeah. disco disco sort of coming into the the early 80s all of a sudden became extremely daggy yeah, and it was a bit homophobic to be honest like yeah. it was a bit sort of um, it was it was all of a sudden it was kind of rejecting dance like the disco scene um, the excesses of that the the kind of fluidity of sexuality it was rejecting that whole thing um, so it was quite sad. It was it was fairly bigoted that that whole thing. Um, but yeah, disco all of a sudden was was dead in the yeah. in the water. And um, but Nile went on to um, inspire and produce all of these artists yeah. in the eighties and have a profound effect on the sound. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That guitar riff and, and everything and yeah. um, people loved him. Yeah. You know? So this album is uh, famous as well for um, Madonna starting to use her lower register. She had a she's got a fantastic lower register. Um, you know, because we knew Madonna. Well I at the think beginning. the lower register came in, in the next album. Papa don't preach. Well, no. Well, like live to tell and stuff, and a man can. Yeah, that's tell. not this album, is it? No, honey. What's the one I'm thinking? This oh, is, love yeah, don't but live you here have, anymore. You have, yeah, we, ha- we have forgotten True Blue a little bit sometimes. Yeah, love don't live here anymore. Was that it? She went up high. Yeah, but Kate Soprano's version had come out at this time that's as well. That's right. With I'm talking. That's right. Not too far apart. Yeah. And I was an I'm talking fan and a Madonna fan. Yeah. And I still think Kate did it a lot better. Who did it originally? Was it um, Renee Gaya? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because Renee Gaya did it as well, didn't she? Renee Gaya did a lot, yeah. But um, Rolls Royce, Kate Sobrano was a huge Rolls Royce fan and she sounds exactly like the woman. But, of course, we didn't know who she was in those days. We only knew Kate Sobrano's version. And uh, I loved the way Kate and I'm talking did it. I loved the video, the way it was shot. I think it was shot on a rooftop um, with all the band in it. It was really, really lovely. But I didn't mind Madonna's as well. But excuse me, that's a burp. Um, Maggie, you know, it stretched my vocal range at that age. Yeah. I was starting to sing this for my best friend's mother in the lounge room. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. All right, what do we got next? Number fi- oh, 15. Sexy, sexy. Faith George Michael. Oh, yeah. Fucking huge album for me. Can you remember this coming out? Yeah, God, yeah. 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 I remember going to my neighbour's house and she had it. 
mm-hmm. was Greek. Yeah. So she kind of was on it straight away. Yeah. All the Greeks just went berserk. Because, oh, gotcha. yeah. you know, yeah. they'd done something, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we didn't know much about the Greek community. Not sort of... Um, in the 80s, you know. Not in this period. No, you know, we didn't. The 80s wasn't necessarily a hot period for Greeks. It wasn't. And I know I used to hang out with all the Greeks. Mm. And tried to look as woggy as I could at school. Yeah. And did Greek for language at school because oh. I was Oakley Clayton. Era, I thought so. you were being filthy until you said no, language. No. <laughs> but I did Greek behind the toilets. Did Greek, yeah, behind the, what do you call the bloody, what's back of the school? Your cat is licking its asshole right, <laughs> be- right behind you. Jasper, don't lick your bum. <laughs> Fucking cats. I mean, if I could reach, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> On myself, not... He's licking no. his bum hole. Yeah. Now he's, he's, he's a doing black the cat. He's got a very white bum hole, though. I hope he's put... Um, you know, antibacterial wash yeah. on every yes, 15 minutes like point. you're meant to be. Yeah, so Faith, great album. Monkey, I love Monkey. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kissing Papa, a Papa Fool. was a Rolling Stone. That wasn't on this, was it? Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, isn't it? Um, Can't you read? I'll have a look. You have a look. Um, this is Faith. Father Figure, I yeah. Want Your Sex Part 1 and 2. One more try, hard day, hand to mouth, look at your hands, monkey, kissing a fool, hard day, last request, which is I Want Your Sex Part 3. I'm thinking Papa was a Rolling Stone because he used to, when he'd, when he'd tour, yep. he'd sing Papa was a Rolling Stone with, which one was that? This album. Yeah, it had yeah. the bass line that went the same. Yeah, I forget. He used to sort of medley it together, but I can't remember which one. Yeah, because it was in the clubs like that as well. Yeah, yeah. We used to hear Papa was a Rolling Stone, George Michael version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. But anyway, Faith, um, did we read out how many album sales it was? No. So 11 million. 200,000. Wow. October 1987. So I'm getting to an age where I'm just about to get my license here. So I'm going out a lot to my friend's house and listening to these records. Isn't it funny sort of, George, um, leaving Wham, which was such a poppy idea. The yeah. whole The whole thing of Wham was such a sort of poppy idea. He became like... He became like a uh, almost like a white prince. Yeah, yeah. Very sexually orientated. Yeah, that's right. You know, from b- bouncing around in fluorescent shorts. Yeah. Mm. To it, it was like it was sort of the soundtrack to pornos, sort of like it was yeah. like it was very very sexual. Yeah. Very sexual. No, I love it. I love this period of George Michael. Yeah, yeah. For me, he, that was better than Wham. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Georgie. Yeah. I mean, I do like some Wham tracks, but they're not the obvious ones. I like Club Tropicana. Yeah. I think that's a banger. But I wouldn't go Wake Me Up Before You Go goes one of my favourites. Mm. I'd go, can you fucking turn that off? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it, <laughs> I, just, um, I just, I'm not sure about some Wham tracks. Yeah. But I did love everything she wants. I thought that was a ripper too. Yeah. But this album yeah. for me, Kissing a Fool I didn't love. Yeah, right. It was a bit too jazz-ish. Mm. 
even though he suits that. Yeah. Um, I did love this album. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Um, so moving on, punching through. Number 14, You 2 with the Joshua Tree. Yeah, right. What an album. Mm-hmm. What an album. It was very, um, you know, they're an Irish band, you know, and um, very loud and proud Irish band um, for these guys to crack the US in the way that they did would have required an, an amazing body of work. They it yeah. would have, they would have had to sort of struck with the lightning right at the right time, you know, with the right material. Uh, 11,800,000 units, which is quite a, young, a jump from um, the previous couple. Uh, March 87, this was released. Um, Brian Eno was one of the producers on yeah, this. Yeah, he's the best. Um, and recorded in Dublin, you would have mm. thought sort of um, because this did so well in the US, you would have expected a bit of the recording to be done in the US, but um, all in Dublin. Um, the tracks were Where the Streets Have No Name. Love that. Love that yeah. song. Um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I always get those two mixed up in my Yeah, head. yeah, yeah. With or Without You, uh, which is the one with the midget in the film clip? <laughs> and I'm not talking about Bono. I know who you're talking. Oh yeah, true. Remember? I know who you're talking about. That was with or without you. I was think. Was that? Did he pop up in the desert at the start? Is that what he uses? Midget. The midget in the desert dressed as a fucking Joker. I think no. Or the did they have a couple of midgets the in their film, videos? I think he's. Is your cat about to? Is about to do something funny? Oh no, no he's, he's fine. Well, he's just gonna. Um, yeah. In the film clip, I think they're like a travelling circus or something. And the midget yes. is the dwarf yes. is in love with like the gymnast. That's right. Remember? And it's like an unrequited love thing. And he he wants to she he wants to impress her, so he gets up on the he gets up on the trapeze and sort of falls to it's his death. It's a very sweet video. Yeah, it's a real laugh. Because it was fest. the first time I'd seen a short person. Oh really? Mm. Um, I'm just thinking of all the short asses that we know <laughs> yeah. that I could, that I could Besides burn. Besides myself. Oh, um, yeah. Trapeze. Okay, well, the trapeze artist was Paola Rinaldi. Paola. Paola Rinaldi. All I want is you. All, all I, want, I is you. want is you. All right, I think so that's, that's not on this no. one. I'm getting them. They didn't, they didn't hire the dwarfs Obviously the at this stage. Obviously the has had a... They were a, throwing um, them, but they weren't hiring them. <laughs> Uh, Bullet the Blue Sky, Running to Stand Still, Red Hill Mining Town. Very wordy titles. Were they political? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, they cut their teeth on Bloody Band-Aid. They were like the new band on Band-Aid. Remember? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, In God's Country, Trip Through Your Wires, which is like the, the Sparkies would love that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, where do you want your fucking yeah. light don't, switch, love? Don't trip through your eyes. I haven't turned the main <laughs> switch off yet. <laughs> That's another oh one that Maddie will fucking use at the closing yeah, of the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, one Tree Hill, Exit and Mother of the Disappeared. Honey, they had a lot to say. How many They had tracks? a lot to say, mate. They had a lot to say. But um, great, big, fat album. I really want to um, – I really want – I haven't been to the Joshua Tree and I would love to go. Do you know what that is? It's the sort of – it's the no. – um, it's the desert. It's the beginning oh, of yeah. the um, 
the beginning, if you're sort of on the west coast of, of the US, this is, this is an Australian sort of talking uh, USA geography. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's in California. Oh, okay. But it's traveling west. Sorry, traveling east. So Why you're traveling you think they into the. Called it after a tree. Oh, uh, it's very. That area. Well, look at it. Like the, oh, the wow. area itself is very. Oh, well, see, I thought this cinematic. is where the dwarf was running. <laughs> These he pictures. wouldn't have got far. It he looks very have. barren. It does it? look very dangerous. Yeah, he would have only got a couple of hundred metres and <laughs> just been found in a ditch later. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh. So, so um, Joshua Tree is famous for uh, Roadrunners. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so the Roadrunner cartoon yeah, would have had... Yeah, ah, that was sort of set. You see, know. now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now in, I understand. Put it in um, animation, yeah, Looney Tunes. Absolutely. Sounds. Make yeah. it easy for me. Um, yeah, so it's that iconic American scenery that, you know, cowboys... Yeah. Cowboys and Indians, the American well, there desert you go. With, the, with the Mises and the big stone kind of monoliths and cacti and that kind of shit. I'd really like. I, I and would is it actually, a real bird, the Roadrunner? Yeah, baby. Oh wow. Yeah. See, I, don't I would think have thought they're as cheeky as the a, ones in the. No. Yeah. Oh, there they are. They're not as big as the cartoon, though. But look at them. That's a real one. Yeah. You do want to fucking smash its head yeah. in, don't you? <laughs> Very ugly. Yeah. It's very little. It's like kind of an Australian curlew. Right. Where it's just like, what are you looking at, you stupid yeah. fucking thing? Yeah, and it would stare at you too like a cunt, They do, it? just yeah. like still and like, yeah. what are you doing here? I mean, here? That, that photographer thinks he's got a great shot but that sh- that oh, it's got a lizard in its mouth. Yes. They'll eat anything in the desert. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Lucky the dwarf didn't fucking no. go out there. Lucky. He would have been brave for the birds. Mouth. So we're up to (laughs) number 13, Bad by Michael Jackson. Yeah, what can you say? What can you say? Yeah, (laughs) fucking nice one, Dick. (laughs) No, we can't say. I just had to say that. Michael Jackson, eh? I Look, I like the video to Bad, Mm. but for me that was a poor man's (laughs) beat it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so... Bad, the album for me, was like kind of Michael Jackson seeing that he had like a, you know, he had really kind of rocked the world with with Thriller and it was like, right, I'm the biggest thing in the world. I need to hold, I need to hold court. I need to hold on to my crown. I need to deliver this cutting edge kind of, second album or it wasn't his second album but um, it was the follow-up to his big hit album. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was. Although, you know, I think Off the Wall is his best work but, yeah. you know, here you go. But yeah. look. Um, he gets a little bit technology, best yeah. keyboards and all that shit. Yeah. This. I do love this, don't get me wrong, and I always wanted a tattoo of Michael of the bad cover. I love yeah. how he looks. Yes. Yeah. 
He looks gorgeous. He looks like you know he's not weird. they weren't going to use this. They weren't going to use that as the cover. Really? They were going to use the original cover for this was like Michael through like a bit of lace. It was like the oh, campest thing you've ever really? seen. Yeah. See, the lace, looking through the lace went down for a little while all the time. Yeah. People started, because Prince started doing that. Right. And maybe he'd been at Prince's house and gone, Prince, can I have some of your lace? Yeah, maybe. And Prince probably had it around his cock. Probably you did. You would have quick sniff. Right? You would have known. Mate, Prince would wear anything around his cock. It would have smelt like patchouli. <laughs> it would have I too. Because he's a Gemini. They love patchouli. <laughs> Fucking horrible. <sighs> oh, you love me car. It smells like patchouli. Well, of course. That was big in the eighties. Patchouli, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm, this was meant to be um, the single bad. Was meant to be a duet. Remember between Prince and Michael Jackson. Well, this. Well, there are. Oh, there, there you go, Freudian go. slip. There we go. Maybe I'm getting the vibes off the page. You're doing a reading yourself. That's right. Where Prince is like, you're not wearing my leaf, bitch. Prince is coming through. <laughs> Fucking great. So how many did bloody Michael sell of this? Well, this had smooth criminal and everything on it. Oh, this was yeah. massive. So Leave me alone, is that we've got, it? Yes. It had Bad, The Way You Make Me Feel, which was a great track. Speed Demon. Speed Demon. I saw a few Speed Demons on the way yeah, here. Yeah, they're driving like shit people now. Yeah, aren't they? Liberian Girl. Can you remember that? And pens away. <laughs> Don't choke on your olive. Um, um, just Good Friends, which was a... Didn't we used to describe people that we didn't quite dig as Napapatapias? When we used to get in the car? Yeah, we did. We did. We used to go... If someone we knew was picking up a certain person, <laughs> we'd go, oh, she's a bit of a... Usually Timor. This is going back in the spot days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there was a few... There were. And they, there were, were. they weren't cutting the mustard no, when it came to No, punches. they certainly weren't. No. <laughs> um, another part of me. Love which it. Which was just like a synthy mess. Oh, I love it. Man in the Mirror, which mm-hmm. he didn't write. It was Sadie Garrett. Remember we talked mm-hmm. about it? Mm-hmm. I Just Can't Stop Loving You, great song. Mm. Dirty Diana, great song. Love Dirty Diana. And didn't Slash play on that? Was it Dan Halen? Just Slash? Steve Stevens. Stevens. Ah. Sorry, yes. Slash was a later on album. Yes, the next one. Stevie Stevens. Yeah. Fucking. And you know who mimed that was his... Um, well, the one that played it live on the tour was the blonde chick with the mohawk. Yeah, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name either, but she was fucking good. She's great. And they've really tried to get other musos to to go to her standard. Well, um, Cheryl Crow was sort of pushed into that role. Yeah, in, but they had in, like Orianthe's gone over. Oh, and that's right. They tried to make another female guitarist just as big as her, but yeah. I don't think there has been. No. No. I can't remember her name, yeah. but I don't mind Orianthe though. I think she's all right for yeah. an Aussie chick. Yeah. Bit of an Aussie scrubber. Um, right. Smooth Criminal and Leave Me Alone. So Leave Me Alone was a bit weird, wasn't it? Look, you can you can see this is the point. This is the turning point where things were obviously getting to him. The media were really Yeah. Getting on his back. Yeah, and it became that sort of, 
You, oh, Jennifer Batten is that chick Jennifer with the big Batten. fucking blonde mohawk. And they Ripper. used to put, remember they used to put like microfiber threads through yeah. her fucking wig? Yeah. Remember? Incredible. Or was that her hair? Who cares? Probably, you know. uh, I think it was her hair, but they used to put those in. Yeah, yeah and then yep. they'd light it all up. I'm pretty, I don't think she wigged at all. I think she was a freak. They'd light up her hair and that was a tribute to Michael's hair being on fire. So yeah, as I was saying, you, <laughs> you could see you could see um frustration sort of creeping into the tone of his music. Jennifer, I told you not to tease me anymore. You know, Jennifer. like leave me alone. Stop and leaving my th- stop painting my hair. Yeah. And you get sort of right up to the stage of something like fucking All I wanna see is that they don't yeah. really care about it. You know, really angry. And that's Michael Jackson music, although he would always attack the lyric. Yeah. Um, it wasn't necessarily angry. This was, no. you know, it, it really did get He sort did of really lose the plot dark, in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Especially in that prison one that you just talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that song though. I do too. I think when, when Michael was angry, I loved him. When he was a bit of a fucking pushover, I, I didn't. Think he, I he, think he should have, because he had Bubbles in the video, Leave Me Alone. Oh, bubbles yeah. was in the thing with him, and they were picking on him for bubbles and he was trying to the Elephant of, Man yeah. bones and stuff like that. Yeah, he was dancing with the Elephant Man bones, yeah. and then he, like, go, he, and he was like on a ride. It was like a mm. ride going through Disneyland because that was part of it. Yeah. He used to love Disneyland, remember? Yeah, and um, he went through a. He went through a section that was all like a shrine to Elizabeth Taylor. Remember? Yeah, that's right. Um, but his own his own publicity machine had released most of that that's stuff. That's right, they did. Just to kind and of I get him in the headlines. And I don't think he knew about it though. No, it really. I think they were trying to boost up the album sales. Yeah. In fact, I blame his record company for the death of him more than I do anyone oh, else. Oh, fuck yeah. Because yeah. I think that record company really played him and he knew on some level Yeah. because he was quite telepathic Michael and he would have felt it. Mm. But when you are making someone that much money, mm. how much can you really say where people are going to believe you? You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like... You know, and, and he says that to his brothers. He mm. said that to his brothers. I think they're after me. I think they are, they're after yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know that the record company, because he, when he held his royalties, when he got his songs back, mm. they would have wanted them back again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they wouldn't have made any money. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, sleeping in the hyperbaric chamber, yeah. the poor fucker. You know Look, what? he probably just posed in that. Of course that. he did. Fuck, mate, the photos of me out there that you could fucking post. Oh, Jesus. I know. <laughs> me. Remember that New Year's? Um, all right, so let's move on from Michael because we could – We, you know, we haven't done a Michael Jackson episode yet. We, we, um, yeah. we need to do that. All right, go for it, Bubba. And I think we'll get um, his niece and brother on. You know what? Things – I've, I've – um, I've been contacting a few people because we are getting some great special guests on mm. coming shows. So keep your ear out because you'll be surprised who's interested in having a chat with us. Mm. Oh, this is about me. Slippery when wet. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fucking spit Number on it. Number 12, yeah. yeah. Spit on it. They were just going to call it spit on it, but they called <laughs> it slippery when wet. That's right. Bon Jovi, of course. Number 12. 
Wasn't a Jovi fan. Now, this is the one that we were saying, this is the one we were saying outsold um, uh, New Jersey. Okay. Even though this was an earlier album. Yep. So this was released in 1986, August 1986. This sold 12,900,000 units. What's it got on it? Uh, a lot of hits. It's got um, Let It Rock, You Give Love a Bad Name. Yep. No, you Give Love a Bad Name. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a moment. Yeah. Um, Living on a Prayer, Social Disease. We're experiencing right now social disease. <laughs> more of an antisocial disease. Coronavirus. Yeah. Wanted dead or alive. Raise your hands. Without love. I die for you. Never say goodbye. Wild in the streets. Great. Fantastic. Recorded in Vancouver. Would have been much cheaper for them, I imagine. Mm. Um, yeah. So there you go. So they had, they did have a songwriter on board for this as well as a corrupt collaborator, Desmond Child. Um, now we've got a funny story with. Uh, we always used to play. Um, you give love a bad name. You give. <laughs> yeah. You give love a bad name. We yeah. always used to play. So something that happens like when you're playing um, any gig, whether it, whether it's a cover gig, whether it's an original uh, thing. You will have a DJ that's playing before and after you and in between sets. So they're not going to play something that's wildly different from what you're going to be singing. They're going to play something like in and around the territory that you're playing. So it's important that they know what you're going to be playing so that they don't double up, yet they sort of complement what you're about to do. To mention that, the fucking dumbass was standing next to us the whole time we fucking (laughs) played that set, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the biggest dumbass because I was shagging in there for a while. That's right. Right? So, fucking hell. <laughs> I think I did once. So, Sammy was shagging the DJ yeah. at the time. Yeah. And, um, and he was a Mexican looking guy, but he was really what? He was Mexican, but he was Lebo, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a Lebo. Mexican looking. Yeah. So, he was trying to look like him, like <laughs> Latina. Like, exactly. <laughs> but he was a you Latina. I made a movie about it, actually. <laughs> He was, yeah, a, yeah. he was a leather. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, um, Sammy was shagging him and he um, couldn't get it up, could he? No. So his name was DJ He's Oh, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fucking say well, his name. Well, he's not going to listen to it. He's uh, probably up the duff or something. Who knows? He's probably got ten kids by now. I don't think he would have. But he... Um, Maybe not because he needs a bit of fucking... So his name was <laughs> D- DJ... Um, oh, DJ... Yeah. But um, he was shagging Sammy or about to sort of, you know, get get into it. <laughs> and right before they did, Sammy would have been like, fucking what's wrong with you, you poofed Because he, <laughs> he couldn't get it up. And he kind of ran over to his bag and had this nasal, nasal spray. And he said, said to Sammy, um, don't, don't fucking tell no one, all right? Yeah, yeah. Put, put the fucking, yeah. um, uh, the, the impotent spray up his nose. It remember? was the most amazing. And then he was, it was bloody like a bull elephant. Oh, bloody. <laughs> 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 but that's not the story. The story is he was very dumb. But that's, it is part of the story as well <laughs> because I called him a name to tell him he was a dumb shit. Yeah. Because he's one of those guys that would ghost you. So yeah. he'd sleep with you and ghost you, that yeah. old story in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. And uh, he played – we <laughs> just finished <laughs> – It's not particularly smart to shag someone that you're going to be seeing every fucking That's weekend. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, of course this dumbass did. Yes. 
So DJ, yeah. <laughs> so DJ nasal spray. That's how he got his um his nickname. That's right because <laughs> he he we finished the set with "You Give Love a Bad Name," That's and right. he played exactly the same song. Yeah. After it. Yeah. And I went, what the fuck is this? And he'd already not rung me and not come back yeah. to root me. So I was already pissed off. Yeah. And I remember getting on stage and going, everyone introducing DG Nasal Spray. Oh, and no. you guys nearly fell over. Oh, my God. And he's smiling at me like nothing's happening because he wouldn't have registered like what that was. fucking right? sweating bullets. Yeah. But because his name was nasal sort of went together. <laughs> That's when I did it, right? So anyway, I ran up to this guy and I said, what the fuck are you doing? You're playing the fucking same song. And he goes, can you tell him what he said to me? He said, Sammy, all right, no. Shirudion. It's not the same Shirudion. song. <laughs> it's not the same song. You guys, you play a song called uh, Shot to the, the Heart. Yeah. I play a song called You Give Love a Bad Name. It's right. All right, they're two oh. different songs. My... Good one, you fucking dickhead. I know. So I ran up to the band and I went into the band room and went, this guy's a fucking dickhead. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and that that is got to be in a movie somewhere because it's hilarious. That gig was like bloody Tinder for you, wasn't it? Yeah. You did well out of that. Yeah, it? Tinder without the bloody phone. shag every Well, they used to keep an eye on me. We all I, did well out of that. Like, I mean, I was engaged at the time. Um, but everyone I did didn't well do out of that. that. Oh, look, I did all right. Rip, remember? No, it was the other guy that I was no, found in the dunny with. No, I'm not saying you rooted Rip. God, I'm so no. <laughs> God, I thought you meant I was like, no, I can't remember no. rooting Rip. Nah, Rip bloody, Rip got heaps of shags out of that Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, we all did. Because it was the first time there was no social media and people were hearing about it. Yeah. And coming down to yeah. try and shag us. Yeah, yeah. You know, because so we, we were out of control. We played this venue, we played this venue where it literally went from 50 people one week to bloody 100 people a the next week. Yeah. So yeah, within a month it was 1,000 yeah. people and it was not, It was like a 600 capacity. Yeah. But they would pack them in there. Yeah, yeah. It, and it was every Saturday night yeah. for us for years. Yeah, and I and then I started shagging the owner's son. Oh, God. And <laughs> I knew how much money they were making. Oh, yeah. Because his dad would ring me while he was at my joint and go, we made 60 grand Fuck. on the weekend. They'd make 60 fucking grand from a Saturday night. It wasn't night. my band, so I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell yeah. Dickhead that we made, you know, we were getting ripped. But we weren't, we were getting ripped off. So we were being managed at the time and getting ripped off fucking yeah. sh- wildly. And really, this was, um, Sammy shagging the boss's son was strategic because we, <laughs> no, we learned how much we were missing out on and that was kind of the beginning of the no, end. No, Maddie found the check on the ground. Oh, that's, that's right, right. The remember? fucking idiot. Yes. The so check we, that we, the band got right. paid, Maddie found on the ground and read the number so on So the it. owner got – sorry, the, 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 the management was getting so lazy that they were not bothering to even come to the gigs anymore. Yeah. Just fucking collect the check. That's right. And um, In his fucking clown outfit. Yeah. We found the check on the floor – one night and did the sums and worked out how much we were making and then how much was getting skimmed off the top and yeah. it was a fucking fallacy. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I know. And people still go and see this band and I tell you what, when you ask me why we're not in it, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, shocking. Unbelievable. Shocking. But you that's get... a good gig story. We yeah. haven't brought that up. That was great. The good thing about it, look, it's a it's a recurring theme with musos when things are going good 
you, as long as you've got a drink in your hand and as long as your rent's getting paid, yep. you're kind of happy just not to rock the boat. And it's a bit of a mistake. That's to right. To be honest, you know. Well, we didn't for a long time. No, we didn't. We just enjoyed it. And then you it, left and then I left. Yeah, yeah. No, Bubby, you left and then I left. Oh, did I leave yeah, first? Yeah, you left first and I got fucked off because you left. I left. Oh. Be- yeah, I left because how you were treated. Oh, because he tried to ban me, didn't he? Yeah, from gigs. yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, ban me, fucking suck my yeah. cock, bitch. And we all we all sided with you and we all fucking one by one left. Yeah. yeah so there you go. Yeah. But but um um can you remember we one of the perks was we could drink whatever we wanted. Absolutely. Mate, did we fucking give fucking it a nudge? We did. And then yeah. But we could literally drink whatever we wanted. Yeah. We and still in had those livers. days it was Yagi Masters with the Red Bull, wasn't it? Yagi and Red Bull they was the came thing. in. Yeah. 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 Um, and we were allowed to drink whatever we want and but we were legless. But they were, were kicking legless. us out of there, remember? Yeah. And the Carlton footy team would come down and watch us play. I, re- I ended up I ended up working for one of those cunts years later. Really? Yeah. I worked for one of those guys that used to come and watch us at the spot um, and so many, so many of his patrons used to see him there and then come and eat at his restaurant because I used to run his restaurant. Yeah, right. And they were they were people that fucking Seen used us. to watch us yeah. and the penny used to drop. Oh yeah. God! Because we had we were all wigged up, so you didn't you weren't quite sure. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know. Yeah. We used to have green goblins. Green goblins were cocktails made with all the green spirits. So you had like chartreuse, Midori and fucking, what's the other green one? I can't remember. Ooh, blue caracoa. Oh, was it? Oh, Warren Cucciarolo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absinthe, absinthe. Absinthe. So, so absinthe, chartreuse and Midori. Can you imagine it? The, the fuck, yeah, they, were, they would put you on your fucking back. Anyway, there we go. The good old, the good old days. But that's our Bon Jovi story. I remember this used to be orange trees years ago. Oh, number 11, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing, the soundtrack. Yeah, not much to say about this. I know people love the movie. Well, my Mm. girl's in it, Cynthia Rose. Oh, the movie's great. Um, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze and Jennifer. Oh, we always forget her name, don't Gray. we? Jennifer, Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray, that's yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, who of course had the nose job and completely changed her look and then ended her career by doing yeah, so. Yeah, you can't look. I mean, she was awkward. That's what made her work. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah, yeah. You can't look perfect in an awkward world. No, no. And she was a headlining act- actress. Like, you know, this, this she was a headlining actress. Yeah. There was a major, major Why hit. would you need to fix your face? Yeah. If, if you're being got, told. Yeah. Through, through, you know, by default, if, if, you know, your film is a major hit, if the soundtrack to your film is a major hit, yeah. why do you need to go and fucking get, get, um, get your nose fixed? It's nuts. So we saw Eric Carmen, Hungry Eyes. That's right. Eric Carmen. Oh, the Blow Monkeys were on this track, You Don't Own Me. Yeah. The Blow yeah. Monkeys. Love like that fifties inspired shit. Yeah, fifties and sixties. But um, that was twelve million five hundred thousand September nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, that's enough about Dirty Dancing. Good film. Go <laughs> yeah, out and buy yeah, it if you want to see it. It is. Guess what I watched last night? I watched Polyester with Divine in it. 
Oh. Because I just wanted to check out his acting work. God, she's great. Yeah. Oh, yes, is one of my favourite movies, John What's Waters' movie. John Waters, yeah, yeah. Love it. We should do and a John sat, Waters special. We should. Yeah. And I sat there and laughed my head off when she's got a sandwich in the park with her ants on it and she looks up and looks up at the sky and it's they fucking They are out films, I they? love the daughter because she's just hormonal yeah, and yeah. rubbing herself up against trees and shit. We should do a John Waters special we because should. I I would be able to get some guests on that one. Oh. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Hyst- are we up to number 10? Hysteria. Def Leppard. Maddie's saying in the notes, yeah, and you bought it on my iTunes account, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did. You've gone and bought the film on his iTunes I don't know how to do it account. on mine. I just, it was $2. I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. mine can have my $2. Matt, Maddie's watching every penny. Yeah, because it comes out. up on his thing when he's, yeah. you know, on his phone, when I spend his money. <laughs> um, 12 million 600,000, July 1987. Good album, Hysteria. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Definitely. This is the, the one that... Um, I loved that, yeah. that particular summer, 87, the, the, the summer of 87 going into 88. Mm-hmm. It was a huge kind of musical um, infusion for me. All that music in that summer, it was just like, oh, my God. That was an incredible time yeah. for music. Um, and the guys, the tracks off the album, you may know if you're a hair metal fan. Women, Rocket, Animal, Love Bites. Love Bites is a good track. Pour some sugar on me. Yep. Fucking huge track. Armageddon it. <laughs> oh, we love. When I feel like it. Gods of War. Don't shoot shotgun. Run right. Hysteria. Excitable and love and affection. Now these guys were sort of they were British, um, but were massive. In the Didn't US. we have one of their albums in the last yeah. weeks? Okay, yeah. so he's lost his arm by now, yeah. So yes, he has. Right. Yes, okay. Yeah. 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 Hot tub time machine. Yeah, he didn't have time for it. He yeah. just got, he got rid of it. Just save yeah, time. Yeah, you know? fucking yeah, fucking whatever. Fuck the army. So. Yeah, so hysteria. We don't know much about. Um, you know, we are going to do a hair metal special. Yeah. Coming up, we, we're going to do. We're going to look at a few different genres. Yeah. Because we we've. Um, we thought that would be interesting. So we're, we're going to look at punk. And we're we'll get um, Zachy in to talk about that. Zach yes. Because yeah. he knows Zach all Zedras. that shit. Yeah. He actually sounds like. Does he? All right. right. You go for that one because I hate that one. Oh. I'll give you a clue. The little faggot with the earring and the makeup. The little faggot's got his own jet airplane. Brothers in Arms by fucking Dire Straits. I fucking hate Dire Straits, right? God. I hate them. They're boring as batshit. I didn't mind Money for Nothing, but Money for Nothing, Chicks for Free. What was it? Did they have another big hit? What was their other big hit? Dire Straits were huge, babe. Huh? Dire Straits were huge. Yeah, I know, but with who? I can't. With who? No, you know what I mean? With they're Mary like, Poppins. They're like the Liberal Party. I've yeah. never met anyone who actually fucking votes That's for them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, look, they had brothers in arms. They were real manny, tradey kind of a. Mm. If you were a tradesman, you loved it on the radio. Really? So far away. They had Twisting by the Pool. Now that's a oh, Twisting by the Pool, but I don't, I don't, break. I don't think it's on this album. Give me a break. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not big on Brothers in Arms and fucking Mark Knopfler. Yeah. 
12 million 900 did i say that thousand mm-hmm. may mm-hmm. 1985 but you know i'm i, I apologize to anyone that's a huge Dire Straits fan, but... Look, that guitar intro is impressive. And Sting's in the background. Sting does... Yeah, he's BVs. Sting had something to do do with it. I don't know. He did BVs. But anyway, from that album to number eight... (laughs) Live, 1975 to 85. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band Live. That was number eight. Fantastic. Which one? Bruce Springsteen and his band. What album? Well, I don't know if we got this out in Australia. Oh, it was a live album. Yeah. This so is where they started bringing the live albums in. This is what I'm talking about, how how live albums was a way of releasing like a greatest hits. Yeah, Without right. doing a greatest hits because of the stigma surrounding a greatest hits album. Yeah. So this had like a monumental, this must have been a double album. Must have been. This Would have been one gig because he goes for 30, 36 hours, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I've seen him live. He's fucking mm. incredible. Mm. Um, and I don't know if he used to do this back in the day, but now he doesn't go into a gig with a set list in mind. He'll, oh. he'll play the first song and then the, the fans will just hold up fucking things of what they want played. Jesus. Can you imagine how much the band's got to be on their toes? But he's, he, yes. he tours with like a 16-piece band. Yeah. Mostly black. Yeah. Um, the the band would have to be right on their nose, you know. Absolutely. Could you imagine if we did Rewind 80s? Fucking Jesus. <laughs> It'd be like, I don't remember how it goes. I don't know. You know, but... Oh. I mean, look, we won't you get paid nothing compared to the E Street band, but it's what you would do, though, as a session user. But I reckon a lot of his people have been with him for many years. Yeah. But they could probably know what he was going to say next anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's not, look, it's not like they're going to be holding up um, boards with fucking skewer beads. Yeah, that's right. And at, at the end of the day, he... He's the one fucking reading them out and picking them out. So, you know, it's sort of it um it, it sounds random but it's not as random as what you'd imagine. Yeah. But but um um um, um, um I'm not going to go through and read the tracks because there's literally 40 40 tracks uh, on this album. Must have been a, a double if not a triple album. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah. Mm. Would have been good. Yeah. So, yeah. But to get to number 8, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Highest selling album. This, this is incredible. the thing. This is the thing. It's essentially, um, you know, if you if you've got the nous and the technology to make it, make it sound amazing in terms of recording it through the, the desk and then mixing it beautifully, yeah. It, yeah. it's essentially a greatest hits album without uh, the stigma. But oh. Yeah. oh. There you go. Jesus, number seven is Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Woo! Of course it is. Yeah. Purple Rain. Another what special a we've got to do. great album. Yes, a Prince uh, special. Uh. Now, what have we got on the poll at the moment? Depeche Mode Cure. Oh, yes. So yeah. we're running a poll at the moment. Um, straight up our ass. No, we're, we're, running a, we're running a poll and it's... Oh, uh, I like that. Yeah. It's how... Who you would like uh, dissected as we? <laughs> who you who you would like dissected as we have done recently with Tears for Fears, and uh, this poll is the Cure and Depeche Mode, which I think is a is a fairly good comparison. 
Very good. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Quite different bands but of a similar sort of dark tone. And That's right. both British. Absolutely. Mm. Um, Last ones were both British too. Yeah. Women, we love uh, our British. Women's is for fears. And look, can I just say we've had a lot of UK viewers jump on board of late. I we, don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Stock Aiken and Waterman. But you guys are rocking 55 downloads a day. Like what the fuck? Are you guys in isolation? We love you guys. And you guys, we've got the Stock Aitken and Waterman special oh, coming up. You absolutely. Gonna, yeah, fucking love yeah, it. yeah. Fucking Especially love it. because I've been listening to some stuff. Stock Aiken and Waterman on the TV and on podcasts and no one's got fucking Hazel Dean on their show, mate. <laughs> That's right, mate. So I was like, We've got the real thing. We're We've getting the real, the real deal. But she's she's gorgeous. But anyway, going back to Purple Rain, I love this album. I love the movie. I went at midnight in Melbourne to watch the first viewing of it. It was in the city. It might have been Greater Union. Yeah. And I went with my... Mauritian Prince lookalikes from Dandenong. Wow. Yeah, that was a thing in the 80s. Yeah. You know who you are, you know who I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> and we all went out dressed as Prince to see Purple Rain when it came out. Fantastic. And I loved it. I love it. And I loved the album. Have I talked about when I touched Prince? No. So Where did you touch Prince? Prince, it wasn't the, it wasn't the, um, which tour was it? It was the one where he came out, you know, in the last 10 years or so. Probably was t- almost 10 years ago to the day. Probably. No, 2010. Oh, no. was it, it would Diamonds have been about and Pearls? Eight years ago. No, it was, it was about eight years ago. It was the one, the tour that he came out and he performed on the massive cymbal and it was all lit and he had a full female band. Mm. Mm. Third, was it Third Eye or something, the, the oh, female band? Third Eye's a band, yeah. Yeah, but he did all of his songs. Really? Oh, mate. And he just kind of like, he'd play a minute of this, he'd play a minute of that, he'd play a minute and just go through it. And you'd just be like, fuck, yeah. the songs that he had. Yeah. Like the hits that he actually had. Yeah. He was phenomenal. We had really good tickets. And um, anyway, so we were going to that. We are going to that. But like Prince famously, of course, um did um, lots of secret gigs for his fans. Mm. And I'm talking about old fans that have been with him for like fucking 20, 30 years. Mm. So he would announce it on his uh, social media or whatever that he'd be playing a secret gig. That's right, paper bag tour. Yeah, Yeah. on the the night of the gig, like during the day, they'd give you a bit of an idea and then like in in the closing hours, they'd tell you exactly what venue. Yep. I was doing a rehearsal with 10,000 at yep. Sound, Sound Rehearsal Studios, which is now Deluxe in, yep. in Moorabbin. Yep. <clears throat> that wasn't applied. They're fucking awesome. Are you, were you in Moorabbin or when they're in South Melbourne then? No, I was at the Moorabbin one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so yeah. when it was Sound, they were awesome. I'm not yeah. really into Deluxe. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, they. Deluxe can get fucked. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, we're there. We're doing a rehearsal. We're getting towards the end, but we were sort of always famous for being like the last ones out of, out the door from mm-hmm. rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go, you know, using every last second of our rehearsal time. And I remember it was sort of getting on, getting late. We'd done everything. Um, had a few drinks, and I got a. I remember the the drummer was was um, the original drummer. Got a text. 
got a text or somebody got a text. I think we we're all kind of I like don't reckon it would have been him. Hmm? I don't reckon it would have been him. I think I maybe I think I he maybe maybe clued him in. I think it was maybe one of my friends. Mm. So it was Mika and Louise. So Mika was on crutches at the time, like a footy injury. Jesus, okay. A footy injury. Yep. In and out of fucking crutches all the time. Anyway, so we were meeting up with Louise and, and Mika and and this one, Mike and I from from ten thousand. We we call rehearsal and we sped into the city um, because Prince was going to be doing an appearance at Hi-Fi Bar on Swanston Street. Ah. Now, Hi-Fi Bar is un, like underneath street level and yeah. it's a larger venue, right? So we thought, fucking great. Like Prince used to play kind of like, is it Bentley Lane or? What, what's Bennett's that? Lane. Bennett's Lane. Yeah. Prince used to come and play Bennett's Lane and there used to be like fucking 20 people in there. Yeah. And unless you got there literally in the first minute, you did not have – and, you know, he'd play all of his hits on piano or he'd play a jazz gig yeah. and it'd just be mesmerising. Yeah, yeah. But unless you were there within the 30, first 30 seconds, yeah. you'd miss yeah. out. So they were like, um, you know, fucking get down here. Prince is playing a fucking gig. So we got down there. Of course, there were already a 1,000 people there. Mm. Um, in the line. So we sort of joined on the back of the line which went down Swanston and around the corner down Collins Street. Yep. And they were coming down the line with a clicker, like clicking for capacity. Of course. They got to like a thousand people and after that they're coming down going, guys, we're at capacity already. There's no chance you're going to get in. I'm so sorry if you want to kind of – because it was already midnight, one o'clock. Um, you know, if, if you want to go home, go home. No one moved because wow. it's Prince. Yeah. Even if there's a chance that you may get in, you're going to yeah. wait, you know. So, Were you in the clicker part? I or? was after the clicker. I, we, we were See, well See, that after. happened to me with Prince too. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We were well after, right? Yeah. So anyway, we're standing in line. Mick is sort of complaining because his leg sore because he's on crutches. So I walked down, just walked down to the front of the line, right, and – I'm standing there and everything and I'm thinking, we're not going to get in this ridiculous. And stuff started happening, like security started listening yeah, to their yeah, yeah. security started listening to their fucking um, inner ear. Yeah. And I'm thinking something's happening. So I call Mika and Louise and I'm like, guys, get down here. Something's happening. So Mika and Louise, they break out of the line, lose our spot, but they come down. Um, Mika's on his crutches. They come down right as Mika eventually gets there on his crutches. All these black fucking SUVs start yep. pulling up. Yep. And all the security start putting up umbrellas. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? They put the umbrellas up to stop people taking photos of Prince. Wow. Mm. So Prince's band start jumping out of the fucking cars and yep. walking in. The moment the doors open... Everyone started running out of the fucking line and just running up to the front. Security are holding. Mate, this is like you don't see this kind of thing anymore. You you know what I mean? And we're up the front. Mick is, Mick is there with his crutches (laughs) because he's just come and stood with me, not in the line, but just on the street. 
it just turns into chaos. Of and course. He, he, we get pushed up the front. Oh. And we all walk through, all the band, and you start recognising, you know that amazing drummer that he had, the big guy, the black Michael guy? Michael B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met Michael B. Oh, did you? That's another story. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. So you're recognising them sort of walk through. Yeah. Then Prince walks through. Prince runs through, tiny. Yeah. Like incredible. Just a glimpse of him going through. The moment he walks through and he's clear and it's like chaos, yeah, it's like fucking monkeys in the zoo. Yeah. Um, the moment he walks through, um, this gorgeous chick came up and she said, she said, um, you're being, she said to Mika, you're being allowed in. You're being allowed in right now. And because he was on the crutches. Fucking and, and God was bless like, the crutches. Oh, I'm with these three guys. Is that cool? Yeah. And Because um, Mika would do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Not like some other cunt that would leave you in the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody Prince fans are useless. Yeah. So me and Michael yeah. Louise and Mika got in there. Um, everyone went nuts. Like, oh, they went fucking up the front. And we got let, let, let in because they thought Mika was a cripple. Anyway. Ah, <laughs> that's great. So we got down there. Yeah. And and whoever was let in before the crowd, um, you know, they must have been his like number one fucking fan club members yeah. for the last twenty years. They're in there already. Yeah, of course. Music's pumping. It's oh, like fucking nineteen eighty four in there. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, and. I used to dress up for rehearsal as well because there was a lot of bands, you know, at this rehearsal. So I was dressed up. Yeah. I was, we were all dressed up. We were all ready to go. Perfect. You know. And um, anyway, we got there. The club filled. By this time it's like 3 a.m. Yeah. Prince came down and he um, started DJing in the DJ booth. Uh, we yeah. were right next to the DJ booth. Okay. So as he walked through... And he's sitting in the DJ booth. He's got his hands up like this, DJ, yeah. like as he's DJing. Touched his hand, you know, gave I you a high five. Bates were here as well. All of this. This dude rushes forward and almost not, knocks Micker over. Oh Micker's on crutches. Yeah, I wanted to kill this guy. Yeah. And I'm about to fucking smack this guy and this other dude pulls me back and says, mate, you're about to have a fight at a Prince concert. And I was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. So yeah. I, I sort of like cool down and everything. Yeah. Then Prince is there playing and I'm like, I just cannot believe myself right now. Because like, he didn't play – did he DJ and then play with the band or what happened? He DJed as they were sort of setting up on stage. Okay. And they're setting up like a grand piano, like yep. fucking all these horns. You can see them like putting them on their stands. Yeah. And we're like, this is going to be fucking incredible. Yeah. Anyway, so Prince goes back upstairs of Hi-Fi Bar and we're thinking, oh, he's getting ready before he comes get, comes down. Sure enough, by this time it's sort of 4 or 5 a.m. Jesus. And we've waited all this time and Prince comes down. You see him come down the stairs. People are going nuts. Coming down the stairs, he comes around the DJ booth. I reach forward and touch him on the shoulder. At the same time, the fucking idiot that... Nelly knocked Mika over on his crutches, reaches forward and ruffles up Prince's hair. Oh, no. What a fuck you could You could hear Prince screaming like, get me the fuck out of here. Like right. going, going fucking crazy. So did he crazy. fuck it for everyone? Yeah. 
Yeah. He That's fucked it. He was like, get me the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. Straight yeah. away, yeah. the bouncers got Prince. They whisked him out of there and he was gone. Who the and fuck would do that? And that was the end. But Let's part find of it, this cunt. Part Where of does it he makes live? me think if I had fought that fucking guy, that wouldn't have I would have got thrown out. The dude would have got thrown out. But the gig would have happened. Yeah. You may not have gotten thrown out, just the dickhead. Mm. What the fuck was that guy? What a fuckwit, mate. I wanted to fucking kill him. An idiot. So what would have happened? Would the band still have gone out? No, young- got, no they didn't. They, they got them all out of there and then yeah. the following day it was reported that um, Prince played. He was in the venue for a number of hours but he didn't end up getting on stage due to a lack of respect. Yeah, right. That's, that's quote unquote what it yeah. said in the papers. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. It was yeah. a disgrace. It's funny that that happened though because I – we went to the Diamonds and Pearls gig and I was working at the Metro in a band called Colours mm. and Pr- Michael B and all the guys from Prince's band came to the God's Bar at the Metro and they were watching our band. Yeah. And we were doing um, – because Tony, a friend of mine, Tony Coper, used to run this band. I remember you've talked about yeah. this, Bubba. And we did Sex Machine by James Brown That's and, right. and Tony never knew the lyrics. Didn't you catch up with him at Chappelle's, Chappelle's. later on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I – someone rang me and said the Prince Band are at Chappelle's because I was staying at that bloody hotel. What was the one on Como. Chapel Street? Como. Yeah. yeah. Had the Como. And I went, well, I'm going to walk in and say hi. So I sat down to Michael B and, and it was with that bloody – Keyboard player that used to flick his hair all the time. Yeah. Diamonds and Pearls, a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the white guy. The white guy that yeah. thought he was sort of cool but he wasn't really. Yeah. Um, I don't even think he was that great as a keyboard player now I think about it. And I spoke to Michael B and Michael B I think used to manage Cat, Prince's Cat. Yeah. Yeah. This might be a double episode I think this episode. <laughs> what, this uh, one? Yeah, this one might be a double. <laughs> Mate, this is nothing. After this we might do a one dick wonder and then. We'll do a one dick. Oh, we haven't done our ad, Sammy. No, we, well, I'm sorry, our ad, our commercial. Yeah. Um, and then we might have to cut this episode in half. But it's been a good episode because this nah, is stuff people want to hear. No, fucking, we've done two-hour episodes. Yeah, we have. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's keep going. Yeah, anyway, so yeah. Um, I spoke to Michael Beek. No one else was af- – everyone was afraid to go up to him. But before that, when I was working at the Metro, I think we got upstairs to see Prince and he was just sitting on his own with a lollipop in his mouth – and I went to go up to him but I thought there were too many people around him. Yeah. You yeah. couldn't get to him at all. But it's so exciting to see a, the person in the video clips in the flesh. Yeah. Someone as big as that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, anyone else that's been in a video, who gives a yeah. fuck? You know. Because he really was tiny. He was tiny. You could put him on your bookcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and just like to you, you don't – you don't put the kind of icon of Prince, the the kind of producer of of that legacy and all those hits together with this tiny little guy. No, you, know, you don't. You really don't. No. He's like a he's like a giant in terms of all of that stuff. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, we haven't no. at all talked about Purple Rain the <laughs> album, but but it was um, um, darling Nikki. Yeah, Purple Rain, the soundtrack to the film Purple Rain, sold 13,600,000 copies. It uh, was the, the follow-up to 1999, the album. Uh, it was released in 1984. Uh, had the tracks from the film Let's Go Crazy, Take Me With You, The Beautiful Ones, Computer Blue. Computer Blue, yeah, that's right. I love Sammy's Computer Blue. Sammy's other band. Yep. 
Darling Nikki, who's the nickname of our drummer, Nick Nick. Um, That's right, Nikki, our drummer. It was his. It was his movie. Yeah, you know, Madonna's yeah. was desperately seeking Susan. and this That's was right. Prince's. Yeah, movie, yeah. and it was fucking horny as. Um, when doves cry, I would die for you, baby. I'm a star, purple rain. So this kind of like, this was like Prince in a yeah, as you say, Prince in a movie. Yeah. This was like yeah. all the sex, it all was the drama. Great. So camp, the whole yeah, fucking thing. It was. Um, First Avenue, filmed there. Yeah. You know, we saw the venue. Yeah. We saw Wendy and Lisa speak for the first time. That's right. Apollonia. We saw all these masks. We all hung on the wall. Apollonia was, of course, the the chick. The love interest. Yeah. Yeah. She's the the actress. Which was actually going to be Vanity, I think. I think they tossed Mm. up between the two. Yeah. And then Apollonia got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, And then, of course, she had her own band in that as well, which Prince had produced. That's right. Now, Prince produced this as well. So um, can you imagine, I mean, this album alone for Prince, 13 million sales, being number number seven on this countdown. Yeah. Uh, this album alone, him producing it, writing the songs, uh, um, playing Incredible. all of them. Incredible. Oh, would have been a massive This is where he, we saw who Prince was. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So should we do a um, commercial break? Go to a commercial break. We should. This commercial break, what are we doing? Oh, God. I know, I've just flicked up to the next. Oh, oh. God. It'll be, it'll be, um, yeah, let's talk oh. about it later. But we've got, we've, we've just got seen a, a face on an album We've colour. just seen what's next on I'm the I'm buying T-shirts for us that say, I hate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for our ad break tonight, we've got. This commercial, it's pretty funny. If your nuts aren't being nibbled, it's probably because they're not nobbies. Are these nobbies nuts? No. People prefer nobbies nuts because of the quality and freshness that comes with every pack. And just look at the choices. Are these nobbies nuts? Yes. People who really know nuts nibble nobbies, the quality nuts. Now, how did they ever get away with something like that? So it was, and we used to say in school, nibble Nobby's nuts before Nobby nibbles yours. Oh. Remember? See, nibble Nobby's nuts. This was a huge campaign. It was huge. And they pushed it, mate, as far as they could. Pushed it like a nibble, cock up your backside. Nibble Nobby's nuts. They're up, fresh. My dad would go around going, I'll have Nibbles Nobby's nuts for dinner. And they were constantly like, Nobby's nuts are never stale. You know, they're fresh exactly. and salty. Salty nuts um, in your mouth. We Suck had them. a family that had a Down syndrome child. Oh, God. Right? And she hated nuts. And um, no we nuts. would go out for dinner and we'd say, look, we'd have some ice cream but make sure you don't – and she'd go, no nuts, no nuts, no nuts, no nuts, about 50,000 50, times and my dad would laugh and go, make sure there's no nibbles, nobbies, yeah, nuts. Yeah, I don't think she wants right? nuts. She doesn't want nuts. So, and this dumb waitress, of course, brought it out with nuts on it. You know oh, that time where you've said it 60 times and they've just forgotten. And they thought no nuts and to the stage where. We pissed ourselves laughing <laughs> for hours about it because this kid <laughs> went off. Because they're so <laughs> full on about shit, you know. And it's like, I didn't want nuts. I didn't want nuts. I didn't want nuts. I didn't want nuts. She's screaming. No nuts. Yeah. No nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Right? So 
<laughs> I fucking love them. They're so gorgeous because they're so honest. And she's throwing shit in the restaurant. Like I would have too. Throwing the ice cream, right? I would have too without and Down syndrome if I had on, a said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No they, you got to put them on the pill straight away too because oh, they're very highly God. sexual. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> We've gone into fucking. <laughs> She's throwing this ice cream in this restaurant in Queensland and my dad is on the ground laughing his tits off because she loved my dad as well because he would shit stir her but she liked it. And rev her up. Yeah, revved her up and she'd just go berserk. So this reminds me of that story (laughs) at Surfers Paradise in Queensland when we all went away. Oh, God. Fucking hilarious. She Fantastic. loved my old man. Because uh. my old man loved her and just gave it gave it to her, you know. Razzed her up. Yeah, razzed her Fucking up. Fucking hell. Yeah. And then we went – oh, yeah, Maddie got calamari. We, we When we went to do um, – fuck, it was someplace in Darwin Maddie and I stayed. We were going to go to Bali to meet Edward and Mark. Oh, so not doing a gig. You were just stopping over. We had come from a gig and I'm just trying to think which gig it was. Did you do a gig in Darwin? No? Yes, we did. Did you? We did the Starlight Foundation with Free One Daddies years oh, ago. Oh, God. There's, so a, we there's went, a segue. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 I know I'm big on the fucking corporate world. Anyway, so we uh, <laughs> we uh, then we went to Darwin and we said, look, we got the calamari salad. And I said, look, just make sure there's no nuts. Yeah. Um. And there was no nuts written on the menu that came out with fucking nuts on it. For fuck's sake. And Maddie's like, I can't eat that, I'm going to die, you know, because Maddie's um, anaphylactic. Anaphylactic. Yeah, anaphylactic. No. no. Anaphylactic. Anaphylactic. <laughs> so I had to make sure that he didn't get nuts. Anyway, that was another, that was a really stupid story. <sighs> but, you know, nuts okay. used to come out on shit in the 80s that you didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. until we got this nut allergy thing, that stuff still Mate, you have to have, like, even in kitchens, in any kitchen, you have to have, like, nut-free kitchens now. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to nut all yeah. over the yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it was a drama in the 80s to get nuts on shit you didn't want nuts on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that was my nut story. Fucking hell, but mate. I loved that commercial and it was a big campaign. Yeah. And all Aussie men used to joke, hey, at the Aussie barbecue. Yeah, nibble, hey, nibble, nibble nuts. nuts. Fucking oh, yeah. go on, you slut. Exactly. Yeah. So there you it go. It was a sexual thing. All right. So interesting that we've come back from the ad break oh, because it was Nobby's nuts. To a fucking nut You know, job. you go for a toilet break, you come back to this shit. And what I'm, what I'm talking about is fucking hell. <laughs> I said to Sammy today, every time I see no jacket required Quiet. printed, I want to fucking vomit. Yeah. No jacket just... required by Phil Collins. Head on a stick. How the fucking hell did we get here, mate? Mate. He number was, six yeah, number on this six. 40 to huge. 1 countdown huge. is No Jacket Required by Phil Collins. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. I know. I mean, he didn't what, have what lips, but he certainly album? had fucking hits. Is this He's the got... album I heard last week? Yeah. What's on it? Susudio, uh. Only You Know and I Know. Oh, okay, oh, whatever. It'll be a song about fucking a trivia question or something. <laughs> long, long way to go. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. One more night. Oh, yeah. One more night. Yeah. I remember. 
Don't lose my number. Yeah. Well, I, no guarantees, cunt. <laughs> Who said that I? Billy, don't lose my number. <laughs> yeah. Billy, don't Billy, lose my number. Oh, it's me. It's me again. Lose my number. Oh, it's me again. You'd have to remind a lot of people, though. Who said I would? Who said I would? <laughs> Who said I would? Yeah. Who said I would? <laughs> it's so defensive, isn't it? Is Who he said a I cunt? would? I didn't yeah. even say I would. Who yeah. said I would? Yeah. Who so, said I would? It's so defensive. That sounds like our old drummer. We didn't say that. Who yeah. said that? Uh, yeah. Who said that? Who said I would? I, I never yeah. said yeah. it. I never said it. I didn't no. say that. Oh, <laughs> it's like talking to a three-year-old monkey, right? Oh. Fucking doesn't hate any, it. Doesn't anybody stay together anymore? No. And the monkey used to love him as well anyway. Oh, Go on. I bet. Yeah. Inside out. Inside take out. Me, take me home. Oh. Money up front, you short ass. <laughs> we, we Can't said take him home. Someone will find a bloody murderer. <laughs> we, we said hello, comma, goodbye, parentheses, How don't look back. How many chicks would have fucked him, though, in the 80s and chucked him just because oh. he was full college? God. You know I, guess I, mean? they, I guess everyone gets desperate, don't they? Well, everyone loves spaghetti bolognese, but not seven days a week, mate. No. You know what I mean? No. So Peter Gabriel worked with him on this and Sting. Of course he did. Um, oh, Sting loves a boring cunt, doesn't he, too? This... <laughs> Sting doesn't have any lips either. So, <laughs> so um, this was a virgin album. Yeah. <laughs> This was the this was the um, album you play when you don't want to pash. Yeah. yeah, I always thought that um, um, Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel didn't get on for some reason. Anyway, weren't the title... they in that fucking stupid band together? Mm, they were. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, the the title was inspired after Collins was stopped from entering the bar at Chicago's Ambassador Hotel where he was staying with Robert Plant because his leather jacket wasn't deemed to be a proper jacket. Now, they probably just knocked him I back because he looked like someone's fucking uncle. Exactly. As if... You know what I mean? You're with Robert Plant and you would have been knocked back. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the other way around. So he's obviously been knocked back from a fucking club. Yeah. And he's named his album oh, after it. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. how dare yes. they? Don't they know that I'm fucking Phil Collins? Yeah, that's right. Fucking hell. No jacket required. Give me a break. Is he a bit of bitch as well? I never want to see him again. I no. never want to see him again. His face looks like it's on fire in that too. It's all in red. He looks like a million fucking losers. <laughs> all right, you do number oh, five. Look, I'm okay. not talking about Phil Collins. Number five, this was the shit. This was it. Whitney Houston's first album. There we go. Look. How massive. Big album. Would she have made... Um, 14 million two hundred. Maddie said about the Phil Collins album, they should have called it Not In Those Shoes. (laughs) 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 Not not In Those Shoes. Fuck, we'll have to get T-shirts made up for our podcast piece of people. I apologise if you do like Phil Collins, but... We're not one of those shows that agrees with everything, you know. Yeah. I don't know if you've worked that out, but you we're, know. Just, we're just not one of those shows. <laughs> we're not very proper. All right. We're not Sorry very about proper. that. We're of the Aussie. Yeah, that's right. Um, Whitney. Okay, so Whitney. I had this album. This is where we see clean Whitney. You know, your, your bloody beautiful gel back hair. Yeah. Gorgeous peach 
pearl necklace. Well, she didn't really wear wigs, did no. she? Around this period. No, because she had she had beautiful hair actually. She did. Yeah, she did. She didn't need the wig thing, but mm. um, this album, Saving All My Love for You, came out. That's right. And it was one of those songs when you were going to singing lessons that you did. Yeah. Because it, she was the shit. Well, it was she quality was, music. It was quality music. She was a quality vocalist. <laughs> but I, I found the song. Okay, this is where. How can I say this without sounding like a cockhead? Adele, when she screams about her married men and shit, you know. Yeah. You married someone else, and you know I was fat. Now I'm skinny. Ah. That'll be the next thing, right? Yeah. That she's fat now. She's skinny. But she used to talk about the men she banged that were married. Yeah. But you kind of didn't believe her. Yeah. Whitney in Saving All My Love For You is about being involved with a married man. Really? Married man, yep. Did and she you write fucking believe the songs it. of this? Um, good question. I don't think... She was very young, wasn't she? She was. Very young. She had um, Greatest Love of All on this album yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where she won all those Grammy Awards. Yes. Um, Narrator Michael Walden did this album as well. And Jermaine Jackson gets a look in as a producer. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it was 14 weeks. It was number one. Fucking hell, really? Long time. It was a big crossover hit, wasn't it? It's yeah. Sort of, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a really good. But I couldn't tell you if she wrote those songs. Um, I'm assuming maybe not. No, right. Look, she Maybe, was very young. Yeah, Clyde Davis um, discovered her. Mm. Okay, by recruiting only the best songwriters and producers for the task. So yeah, that right, sort of right. says to me, yeah. someone else wrote the record. She was already coming from sort of music royalty. Her mum was, she you was. know, Sissy Houston. And, um, her aunt was, was um, what's her name? D- Dionne Warwick? Dionne Warwick, so, yeah. So, you know, she... she they were very sure that it was kind of – it was like discovering, say, Dion and Sissy when they were very, very young and yeah. going, oh, great, it's going to be a great vocal. Let's yeah. fucking put all of our eggs into this basket because she's going to be great. And it, and, and look, it, it paid off definitely. And I really think she was the better singer of all three of them oh, too. absolutely, yeah. And I think mum and auntie would have known where to put her, that's all, mm. being in that area. Yeah. Um, Incredible album. I loved it and I used to listen to it all the time. How Will I Know? I think we've done How Will I Know in Rewind 80s, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you give. I actually listened to this album the other day and it's really good. Yeah. It's just got a real, just a real romantic kind of funky vibe about it. And it's not overproduced. It's not and she sings so fucking well. Yeah, yeah. Like this is what made... Little girls like me grow up and not be, you know, you wanted to take singing lessons because what you heard on a record, yeah. you wanted to be able to do. Yeah. Anything today that comes out, you can fucking do it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. But in these years when you were a little girl, um, what year did this come out? Well, I'm 15. Yeah, I was just starting to take lessons. Um these that you could not sing these. Yeah, they weren't in your range at fifteen. No, no. You know. Yeah. Um, so we needed to go to lessons to fix that problem. Mm. You know. Nowadays we go on the voice and 
we see how far we can go. I know? had a friend of mine on The Voice tonight. Actually, it's started, on tonight. I've yeah, got to watch it, it after we tonight. finish. Yeah. Mm. Vin, oh. Vin, she's got Vin. Um, Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly in Sydney. There's a little shout oh. out. She's a mate of mine. She's on the she's on the um she she's got on the in. voice tonight. People out there, fucking vote for Vin. She is an awesome chick, mate. Wow. She's an awesome chick. She had a, she a story. She's rock royalty in she, Sydney. She had a story of a nervous breakdown or any story connected to her. Oh, Vin Vin is such a Beautiful personality. But I don't know, know how they turn that shit. Yeah, I know. Mm. I know. Oh, who knows? I, I kind of, I only know Vin through her work. I've only gigged with her once or twice. Yeah. Um. Um. But we, when we met in Sydney, um, we we're on the same couple of lineups together. Yeah. It was like we were old mates. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. fucking fantastic. I do love that boy George is in on the show. Yeah. I love yeah. George. Yeah. I think he's yeah. fantastic, and he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I don't mind Delta. Delta doesn't annoy me. No, I want to club her. Really? Yeah. yeah. I want to get I'm a not, rock. I'm not a Delta basher. I don't mind her. Yeah. I can't watch her perform. <sighs> she's a little bit too much. But I do like what she she's says. She's like an old lady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's got the energy of a fucking – she carries on like a fucking old – Grand Dame of theatre or yeah. something like, like fucking critiquing all these young up and comings, and it's like, shut up, you bitch. Yeah, I bet she's not like that behind the scenes. Oh, she's as boring as batshit. This one's and I'm not yours, the only honey. one who fucking thinks. Oh, no, I know you're not. <laughs> I know you're not. Hey, hey your right, one. Great. I, I really have not given these guys the fan service that they deserve during this show and this is why I want to do a, a hair metal show coming up. Yep. Um, number four. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's Appetite, <laughs> it's Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Released in July 87. What a year, mate. What a year, 87. Yeah. yeah. 15,600,000 copies of this incredible... Debut album for these guys. Yeah. The they this came from Geffen Records, which were a big sort of powerhouse. Yep. Um, signed directly by David Geffen, mm-hmm. um, who would do films and and um, um, uh, run his own label. Um, David Geffen was a big powerhouse in the day. This album had Welcome to the Jungle. Fuck, and that was the opening track of this yeah. incredible album. Yep. It's So Easy, Night Train, Out to Get Me, Mr. Brownstone, Paradise City, My Michelle, Thinking About You, Sweet Child of Mine, You're Crazy, Anything Goes, and Rocket Queen. Every single one of those at that time we knew and loved. It didn't matter if they were a fucking single. Yep. I think I listened to Sweet Child of Mine... Every night going to sleep. Yeah, you've said that. Yeah, I yep. fucking loved it. Used to play it on my y- little yellow um, Walkman. <laughs> These guys were, you know, I was I was shit scared of them. Yeah. But I fucking absolutely loved them yeah. because it was the first time that I realised. Well, how old were you though? Oh, I don't know, eighty-seven. Eleven. What was I? A ten or eleven? Mm. So the beginnings of puberty, and it was the beginnings where you realised. What drugs and sex were yeah. at the same time. So, like, well, you know, both were kind of these clearly massive, massive elements 
that have kind of been, you've been sheltered from all your the life. The occult almost. Yeah. Mm. It's like, fucking, what are these things? I've been sheltered it. from yeah. these. And they're clearly kind of major kind of forces in our world. What are they? You know? yeah. So you're kind of being hit with these elements both at the same time. Axel Rose slash Izzy Stradlin, Duff McKagan, Steve Adler, they were, they were gods at the time. The whole thing was recorded in California. Yep. Um, they were very much an L.A. band, very much an L.A. band. And they kind of cut through. There were a lot of hair metal bands at, at the time that they kind of cut through. Um, there was a bit of kind of crap happening with this sound at the time with, like, Poison, you know, like being a kind of metal party band, that kind of shit. Yeah. These guys weren't that. They were lifestylers. They were kind of... Um, they, they weren't acting. They were glam at first, but then they stripped that back and they were just kind of... They were wearing kind of fucking what they were wearing on the street, yeah. like fucking flannies and they yeah. looked like shit. They, like, they looked like they had just walked out of a fucking club into the studio, you know, how... They, like they'd been sleeping all day, hungover, and they just got up to fucking be in a film clip, you know. Yeah. Well, I think what Axl Rose wore in these days, like the white bicycle shorts and the T-shirt yeah. and runners, that was, slightly that was a pretty brave later. thing to wear yeah. for that, a straight male. Yeah. You know what I mean? You weren't really vanilla. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Slightly later with the bike shorts. I remember being going, wow, that's, yeah. that's game. Yeah, yeah. You he's know? He's got a reputation of being a really kind of um, much, show dude because it was very he kind of his stage persona was quite aggressive and it was it was a kind of um, music genre and sound that that did appeal to kind of um, alpha dudes and bikies and fucking yeah you know yeah. bogans and fucking yeah like rockers you know he wasn't actually he wasn't actually he's quite soft he played the piano and he kind of was a bit of a hermit stuck to himself and he wasn't kind of that you know he wasn't a brawler like in particular and i think you see that in november rain that video yeah where you see that soft side of him yeah absolutely but yeah that was only when i sort of started taking notice of them because mm. my old man loved this November Rain, the video, loved it. Did he? Used to yeah. f- tape it on our beta yeah. video recorder. Yeah. So no- November Rain and that kind of shit, that was that was when they were absolutely massive. And, yeah. And um, this this w- was a couple of years previous to that. That's this right, album. yeah. Um, and, yeah, they, they rocked the world, mate. They were the hugest band. They were the hugest band. From from this debut album, they just skyrocketed. They were just amazing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I love the logo. Yeah, yeah. And everything about the record, you know, the album and stuff. Yeah. This the wasn't the original it. cover. Oh, okay. The original cover was um, what you may, if you're familiar with this album on vinyl, you uh, or tape. <laughs> you, you, yes. you may be you may be familiar. There was like an alternative inside the liner. Inside the liner, there was this um, uh, another kind of uh, cartoon image of like this creature jumping over, ju- leaping over this um, 
picket fence sort of. Okay. Leaping over into this alleyway. Yep. And it's a chick who's clearly been oh. taken advantage of in an alleyway. And oh, you don't yeah. know if the you don't know if this creature is sort of jumping over to save her. There we go. Look. Oh yeah. And you've got a robot there. So this oh, creature, really? this red creature with the fucking um, knives for teeth is jumping over to get this robot. That was the original logo. There we go. Wow. The original cover. Um, it was deemed, I mean, with the kind of content of the songs, it was deemed a little bit too full on. Yeah. Because the, the songs are full on. It's full of swearing. Yeah. The content's about, you know, drugs and fucking nightlife and, and you know, rooting and taking drugs and fucking all of that. Um, so I think they tried to tone it down slightly by doing, a, a you know, Five skulls on a fucking crucifix, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You had and to I, be really careful, didn't you, in these? Yeah. Well, it just started to be a little bit, everyone was a little bit stupid around the end of the 80s where it was like, oh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, these guys were targeted with all that sort of Yeah, well, we talked about that in the episode. Yeah, um, yeah. What the was early, the Furious? Days. Yeah. What was it, the, the angry, what was it, the fucking... Furious Five. The con- controversy was the, controversy. the maybe the episode. Third or fourth episode we did. Mm. Yeah. Better give her a shout out to Brad Cook with There uh, we go. Cookie. Oh, there, look at nice tits clear. out. She's got her tit out, so you can't have that, even though it's an wow. animation. It's a great That's a image good though. Tit. It's an LA tit. So so um yeah, you can't have that. So yeah, Sammy, little shout out to Bradley Cook in our band Rewind Eighties. Who Brad- has the best tribute band in the world. Yeah, yeah. Appetite Co- for Destruction. Yeah, Cookie does. Um, Cookie works with Rewind 80s. Yeah, Cookie does the guitars for us and his look is inspired by Slash. Yeah. He knows all the solos. And Aiden who sings on that song is incredible. Yeah, so Cookie does a side yeah. project. Um, we are, we often watch tribute bands at night, Maddie and I, just to compare and we piss ourselves laughing. Yeah. Like so many people do. Slash with fucking buckets on their head or fucking shit hats. Yeah. No idea. Where Brad actually goes out and buys the same T-shirts. He plays amazing. Now our mate Cookie. Yeah. So Cookie that we're talking about, Brad Cook, please look him up. Look him up on social media. He's just about to release. He is. An album, isn't he? He is. Um, It sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cookie has arms bigger than my legs. (laughs) So chicks out there, get amongst it because it's a a feast for the eyes if you're of that persuasion, ladies. Yes. We do have to uh, keep an eye on Cookie at gigs. Cookie's very – And Ben French, who is our Patreon, Mm -hmm. who gives us $10 a month, is in the Guns N' Roses tribute show as well. Of course he Mm. is, Frenchie. Good on you, mate. So that's how all that happens. Yeah. So Cookie, yes, Cookie's um, about to release – um, an album. It's great. Please look him up. And it'll be on the Appetite album. for Destruction page too. Yeah, check it out. So just to think that this is number four in the world though, this album, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Is outrageous because I probably wouldn't have assumed that. Mm, debut album. Yeah. Biggest biggest selling debut album for a band. Yeah. Still. Unbelievable. There you go. But anyway, let, oh, number three oh. is Born in the USA. How big was this prick? Fucking enormous. Yeah. And I always say he's like the the American Jimmy Barnes. Very oh, absolutely. Speaking to sort of middle America, you know. Yep. He fucking he absolutely knew what 
and who his audience was. And I'm not saying that he kind of um, he kind of played to the gallery. He just released his songs, but like they were totally kind of Americana. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No manufacturing, just yeah. true stories. That's right. So he was one of the producers as well. Um, famously, his nickname is The Boss because he would get paid and then he would then go and pay all of his bands from that. So he was like, they wouldn't get paid separately. So he was the boss. He, he was the boss to his band. And I actually think America named him that as well, didn't they? America? Uh, it was his nickname first within the band. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, and then it, yeah. that spread. Hello, he is. Cat. He is. Yeah, he's hanging around, Jazzy. He's coming around, mate. He's getting all funny. Is he on me like? He's giving me a sniff. Jazzy, uh, don't touch us while we're talking. No, that's fine. Um, so we've got Born in the USA, Cover Me. We haven't had visitors here forever. That's why. He's that's all right. excited. What the fuck are you doing here, you say? <laughs> Darlington County, working on the highway, down, downbound train. I'm on fire, which I absolutely yeah. love. You can play that as I'm um, yeah. being cremated. Oh, lovely. Yeah. No lovely. Surrender, Bobby Jean, I'm Going Down. Uh, are you? Yeah. Glory Days. Off you go. Dancing in the Dark, which I do with Rio you, and 80s. Great My job. Hometown. Good album. There we go. And I remember him being so big. You know, this was our number three album, not one number one single. Yeah, right. Not one. Isn't mm. that interesting? Yeah. Because in those days, the albums went out as a package. That's right. So you didn't necessarily just need one single to ma- to market. Yeah. Everyone bought the album. So I would rather have no number one symbols than a fucking high to be charting honest, album. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? to be honest, absolutely. Now, yeah. this surprised me, this next one. Oh, you do it. So number, what we'll do is we'll do this and then we'll run a one dick wonder and then we'll go to the number one winner. Sounds good. Number two, I would not have assumed they're Aussie. Yeah. Are they Aussie? Well, look. Or are they Scottish? Born in the UK, but, mate, they're an Australian band. Yeah. They came out here as, um, no, I'm thinking of the go between the... Well, look, Bon Scott was Aussie, definitely. Okay, well, we're talking about ACDC. ACDC, that's <laughs> right. You know how Australia likes to claim everyone has been Australian, though? Yeah. They're either from England or New Zealand. Yeah, well, we're a young country. That's right. We love to do that. Yeah. So I just wanted to check. Back in black, ACDC. Mm. Fuck. Now, this, even though I did uh, sprinkle Bon Scott's name in there, this did not involve Bon Scott. Right. This was the comeback album after he had died. Mm-hmm. So this was a huge big deal. This album was a huge big deal. Um, ACDC, it was called Back in Black. Um, Pete Waterman's just SMS'd me, so he might have to wrap it up. Oh, Pete, okay, name dropping. Pete Waterman, Pete Hammond. Pete Hammond has has messaged Sammy. We're about to do an interview with him. We are, we are. Lucky we're on number two. That's right. Um, Will we quickly punch through this? Punch through it, baby. Do a quick one dick and then we'll do the number one. Yeah? Uh, No, I reckon we'll do one dick next week now. We'll fuck the one dick off. (laughs) We'll fuck the dick off and then we'll do number one. Back in black, we're going to punch through this. Yeah. Hell's bell, shoot the thrill. What do you do for your money, honey? Give the dog a bone. Let me put my love into you. <laughs> back in black, you shook me all night long. Have a drink on me. Shake a leg. Rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Coming in at 42 minutes. 19,100,000 copies released in July 1980. We're just getting in there. 
Bon Scott has just died. We've just introduced Brian Johnson yeah. as the vocalist. I love Brian Johnston. You know, the fans didn't at first. Really? He really had to prove himself. Yeah. And I fucking love Brian yeah. Johnson. Yeah. I love Bon as well. Yeah, He's my spirit animal. But yeah. fucking, I love that spirit I, animal. I, I love Brian Johnson. He, he, he was a really good um, um, fill-in. <laughs> well, in, in, in a lot of situations, that doesn't work 100%. No, no. You can't just change your front man. Yeah, yeah. You know, even if they have passed away, it's yeah. not an easy thing to do. But ACDC, this album really spoke to the meat and potatoes musos. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to hear loud rock and roll. Yeah, Take your unders yeah. down, suck my dick shit. You know, Absolutely. You know, that's all it was about. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Aussies loved it. And, well, Aussies are the first to, to love this shit. Yeah. But the world took it on, you know. ACDC to me are like the Australian Rolling Stones. Yes. It's, it's that kind of look and a sound that is oft imitated. And really, as they say about, I remember they said to um, Angus Young, they said to Angus, you've, you've released the same album 12, 12 times. Yeah. And he said, no, I haven't. No, we haven't. We've released the same album 13 times. Oh, <laughs> that's great. It's true. I mean, that, there, there's a formula there. Is there's, there a movie the about ACDC, ACDC or anything or a TV movie or anything? Oh, there's, there's like... Um, Why hasn't there been? Is it, there's that one, is it Thunderstruck with the Aussie one? The Aussie one where it's not, it's not a... It's not a docu. It's you know. It's not them. It's not. Although you know, that's a very good idea. Yeah. Fucking do it. it do, would, should we do, do a it? movie about fucking Bon Scott? Somebody. But we need it at the level of the Queen and the Elton John movie. Yes. You know? N- not like the fucking in excess telly no, movie. No, not telly movies. No, not a telly Queen movie. Fucking movie, movie. Yeah. Why Not, hasn't anyone done it? That's right. Yeah. Maybe if you guys give us enough Patreon, we'll go and do it for you. Very good idea. <laughs> Very good idea. I will direct it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I reckon it would work because we old could to do play that. Bon Scott, yeah. but I'll fucking direct, <laughs> direct it with love. It. I tell you what. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure. In fact, the other day I heard on um, Gold FM the other day the cover songs that were covers that yeah. we didn't know about, and I'm thinking. Oh, this is unusual. Yeah. Someone's yeah. been listening to our podcast, but Maddie thinks I'm having a nightmare. But All right, wrapping up. We're going to do number one because Pete Hammond is waiting is. in the UK. He's waiting for our call for our Stock Aitken and Waterman special coming up in a couple of weeks, 18th guys. 18th of June. 18th of June. It's going to be huge. Get everyone on board. Now, everyone knows this was the number one album. Go for it. Thriller, Michael Jackson. Huge. Enormous. Absolutely huge. Michael Jackson was king at this time. We were doing dance routines to beat it at the gym. Was this released in 84? 84. Can you remember it, Sammy, being released? It was... 83. It it was actually 82. 82. December 82. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is why we think of it as an 83. Um, uh, Janet Jackson and Latoya appeared on this. Pretty young thing. Yes. That's right. Yeah. We do that in Rewind 80s. Michael did produce it, but it, look, it was famously produced by Quincy Jones. Yep. All recorded in California where they lived. Yep. Uh, the Jackson family. Michael would have had uh, Grammy success with Off the Wall. Yep. And he did want to come. He was kind of pissed off. He felt that Off the Wall should have achieved more. Yeah. So it became his goal. Yeah. Became his goal. Yeah. To become the biggest star in the world and and uh, reap the most Grammys for for an artist and have the biggest album sales, and he did it with Thriller. 
Yeah. Did it with Thriller. Amazing album. There we go. Incredible album. Michael with the white suit on the front cover with the black shirt. And he had the little tigers in the covers. Remember when you opened it up? He owned them, didn't he? Oh, beautiful. I love that. I so wanted a tiger when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. But we've really got to go, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you. We've got England waiting for us to call them and I hate making celebrities wait. So we're going to punch through everyone that said hi on social media. Good on you. I hope you've enjoyed this little countdown. Yeah, We've loved it. it's been a fun episode. Please, guys, um, thank you everybody who's come on board recently, all the chats on the social media, everyone who's gotten in touch. Um, we've done a lots of shout-outs shout recently for those new members coming on board. Good on you guys. Um, please like, share, subscribe and review. And please, rate. please, please, please. Yeah, Five stars. Get us up there. Get those comments flowing, Because that's how we get seen on the iTunes charts when Absolutely. you give us a review. Absolutely. Tell one friend about this show and yeah, get them on board. get them on board. They'll Say, hey, just give them a review. I think they it. will. Yeah. I think they will. Yeah, good on you guys. We've got to go. It's been a great episode. <laughs> We've fucking eaten up two episodes worth of time doing this one, but it's been great. Good on you guys. Well, if it's music Music mateys or or cool shit shit from from the the 80s, 80s, we're going to talk about it. Unreal. See ya. Bye.